All right. Welcome, everybody. Hello. Welcome to the Future Leaders Podcast, where we discuss and have some real talk on important topics chosen usually directly by the teens in our youth development program, because this whole thing is with COVID and the social distancing has uh, gone on, it's been a little bit difficult to kind of arrange that. So what we've decided to do is to just come together as educators and actually just go over some of the questions that teens would have for us adults. And we will try our best to answer them for you. Uh, hopefully this works out well. Uh, and if you have any questions that you would like to answer, please feel free to reach out to us on our social media, which we'll actually post on the description for this um, episode below. So please let us know and we'll try our best to answer it for you in all honesty. And so again, my name is Lewis and I'm here with Tristan. Yeah, Tristan is one of our awesome educators in our program. Uh, he's a really nice guy, really happy to know him. And I think we're going to hopefully give you a really nice um, sort of uh, whole look at whatever question you may have because he is a lot younger than I am. So it's almost like two generations of adults giving you uh, you know, advice and uh, takes on this. Uh, so let's see how that goes. All right. So Tristan, what are the, what are the questions that we have today? So today we're going to try to tackle on uh, two questions. How do I get my parents to listen to me? Um, and what should I do after high school? Which I feel like are both pretty loaded questions. So we should have a lot of material to talk about. Yes, absolutely. All right. So do you want to try to do, how do I get my parents to listen to me? Sure. This is a kind of a hard one. Um, I mean, can you go back like a few years back and just see? How, <laughs> like, I could go back a few months, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. With this whole COVID thing, it's like we, we get to uh, experience that. Well, you more than I would, but go ahead, man. Yeah. How? how what? So hmm, I guess from the lens of a high school student, right? We'll take that perspective first um i'd say it definitely depends on the generation uh we could think of probably reasons why the older generations probably have this do what i tell you mentality i mean things are rough right we had we were in the middle of vietnam um like the economy wasn't the best and then we also had that whole 9-11 scare here in new york so it was a lot of you know just I'm the parent. I know what's best. You don't really know how the world works kind of mentality. Um, but as the generations have gone on, it seems like communication has been more favored. So people try to talk stuff out now. Uh, but that doesn't mean that everybody is comfortable with that yet. So how would a high school student really communicate with their parents, right? Especially if they're in that, you know, do what I tell you mentality. Um, I guess the first thing I would recommend would be to not establish that you have equal ground with them, but to show them that you're responsible, first of all. Um, so that could be by either taking up like chores or just adding extra responsibilities, maybe helping out um, with something around the house or showing them that you don't need them as much. So if they typically do your laundry, maybe you can start doing your laundry. It's just establishing that you have some sort of control over your life so you don't have to, so I don't have to worry about you. Um, so I'd say that would be the first good one. step. Such a good one. I mean, I do agree that uh, I was raised by my grandparents and they were of that, you know, sort of thinking of like, you know, you just do what I tell you because I know, you know, what's better, what, what's best for you. Um, and, you know, if I was a little kid, obviously, you know, I, I guess they would because now I have little kids of my own. I have, you know, a five and eight year old. And sometimes I'm like, I'm going to try to explain why this 
what I'm telling you is true, but sometimes it kind of just goes over their head or they just are in a state that they don't really want to listen because they're, you know, they're upset about, you know, getting a no for a certain thing. Um, and that's just, hap- this just happened with my, with my son doing his homework because he's, he has really bad penmanship and a lot of his math homework looks like a five could look like a dot or like, or like, or like a three or, or nine. And I'm like, come on, this is for your own good. You know, so we're trying to like communicate, but I can see how frustrated he can get if you actually say you have to do it again. Right. So, yeah. so I get it. So, you know, in one of the best things, I guess, as a teenager, though, I mean, they're kids, but as a teenager would be that because you're trying to kind of come to a, an understanding that I am growing, that I, I, I know that you mean well with a lot of the things that you tell me, but that I'm also, uh, you know, capable of doing a lot of things without you telling me. So that's actually it. And I love the fact that you said not equal ground, okay, because you still want to show that little that respect and stuff, you know. And, but you, but you also want to show that you are responsible. So, um, so stab is establishing that is the thing that, you know, is, is key. That is so key, man. And the way you actually do that also, I think is by knowing, like you said, who your parents are, like Mm -hmm. how they operate. Right. So that if you know your, your, you know, your, your dad or your mom or like, or, or your dad is like really chill and relaxed and you're able to come here and have a conversation and say like, you know what, what, what about this? And what about that? Or, um, if you know that they're very, um, uh, let's say they not aggressive, but like, okay, like aggressive or they, they, they lose their crap in like 1.2 seconds, you know, then maybe knowing, um, showing it through time might be like a, a good thing to kind of get them to see little by little, you know? And, um, and also being appreciative and being thankful for a lot of the stuff that they did. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like if you're doing your stuff or whatever, and just being like, yo, this was great that you actually showed me how to do this mom. Cause this was amazing. Now I like, just, if it weren't for you, I would have like helped, had all my clothes be like, you know, pink or something. I don't know. Like, <laughs> or, you know, or actually seeing like, you know, or, and, um, I know that in Hispanic families, sometimes, you know, affected is a really nice thing. So maybe just going in and giving them a hug or whatever, just showing that you are, growing and maturing as a person is a really big part of really getting uh, them to kind of notice you in that, uh, in that status, like of like you're becoming an adult and hopefully now they may be able to listen to you a little bit more than if, you know, they thought of you as a child. Mm-hmm. Right. So we just want to make sure that that's, that's one of the things that you have to consider. Any other tips out there? What do you think? Um, no, absolutely. I'm really happy that you brought up the whole culture aspect because that is a huge part of it i feel like a lot of strategies won't work depending on the culture or just like i said like the generation honestly it has a lot to do with excuse me education um because when we go to like when you go to college it's majorly on just communication you know they teach you how to communicate what's effective communication um how to fact check uh that's just be that's all just the basic skills that you get taught just by living and breathing the college experience. You know, that's on top of whatever your major is, whatever you decide to learn, but it's like those key components that are really important. They teach you how to communicate with people. We have to understand that depending on like, if it's a minority group or, you know, financial resources that the, these parents never got this opportunity. So if a child has grown up, you know, in high school and they've been taught to communicate and their parents weren't taught that way. It's almost like it's Chinese, you know, it doesn't really make sense to them. So trying to, I guess, adapt that kind of mentality is really, really challenging. And it could be really frustrating too. Um, 
so for example like i grew up mainly my father i think the most he completed was maybe middle school maybe maybe a little bit of high school um but he was working you know he was always working he was working at a butcher place he was working as a paper boy he was working since he was 12 <clears throat> and then he had me around 20 i think my age like 23 and then from there it was just getting a stable job and doing whatever you can to support the family pretty much um so there wasn't really much like communicating going on uh, his father was in vietnam so it was a lot of you know do what i tell you mentality um and corporal punishment was introduced here and there but i feel like that's only because communication wasn't established you know like i feel like if you can talk things out it'd be just much better because you have to remember when you have a child that whatever you do to them that's how they're going to understand the world so if all you introduce them to is um you know like i said corporal punishment screaming um or even just not really explaining things you know do what i tell you that doesn't really tell you anything and you have nothing else to explore you know your imagination can go off in so many different directions but when you sit down and explain um you know why you are doing something it might go over the child's head but i think as a parent it's our responsibility well, i'm not a parent but you know it's your, it's the responsibility to try to simplify it as best as you can so that they can get it cuz kids aren't really dumb you know yeah it's a, absolutely i completely agree with that um that's why you kind of have to know when like if somebody's like for anybody not just a kid but if a kid is going through a tantrum you're not going to explain mm -hmm. how electricity works like if your if your parent is already upset at the fact that something wasn't done they're already upset it's going to be very hard to kind of bring them to say, you know what, just let's have a seat and tell you, let me tell, explain to you why this hasn't been done. When in their head is like, why hasn't it been done? It has to get done. So it's, um, it's knowing what they value. And that's one of the really big parts of, of, of really getting to know someone and what they really value, because then you would know what approach to take and how to, you know, um, look at a situation and say, what would be the best way to communicate this at this time? Do I have to wait or do I have to like, you know, can I, uh, approach it in a different way. There are different ways. Really great communicators are able to really, are not only empathetic to like the other person, to their audience, but really good communicators are able to kind of um, decipher what the best way to reach a particular person, a particular audience is. And that's very difficult. And that's, you know, years and years of experience sometimes. And you could use a lot of psychology. You could use a lot of, um, you know, uh, behavioral theory, a lot of different things to try to figure out. And a lot of people get paid a lot of money to kind of also just figure this out and like, you know, for marketing and commercials and all that. But it is something that is completely, completely uh, uh, imperative to actually getting your point across. So like you were saying, like, yes, if my um, father, if my mother has been conditioned to be this way for most of their lives, right? Even if they were to think at one point, you know what, I'm never going to be like my dad. Guess what? They are going to revert to that once they have their own kids because they have sort of been conditioned to be that way. And even though in, on a conscious effort, you might say like, you know, no, I'm going to, I'm not going to hit my kids. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to yell at them. And there might be a point where you're kind of forced to, to kind of revert back to those, you know, to the things that you have learned in the back, in the past and do that. So it takes a conscious effort to actually, um, you know, stop yourself. And say, oh wait, I'm I'm overreacting. I shouldn't be screaming. This is not really helping anything. Is there any other way that I can um, reach out to you know my uh, 
my mom or my dad or or the dads or, or moms also doing the same thing, hopefully saying like, you know, is there a different way that I can reach out to my kids? Um, but if you have, and I'm being very honest, if you have somebody like, you know, um, like your dad, Tristan, who has worked his whole life, who is super hardworking, who, and that's the value and someone that is, um, you know, more about, I guess, let's, let's get this moving, let's get things on because we have responsibilities. Mm-hmm. If you have that as a value, then you would have to hopefully approach it in, in that way so that there's a sort of connection with, uh, with the person that you're, you know, with, with, with uh, someone like that, like somebody like that, you know, had a dad like that has been, because also, you know, there are, there are um, people that um, have, you know, done a lot of uh, schooling and all that, but their personality sometimes, you know, depending on how they were raised could also be sort of deficient in that way. So they might think, you know, that what I say goes and that's it because I know more than you. So there's a lot of different things. So, I mean, so what I guess what I'm trying to say is just really look at the person, where they come from, what how what they have been conditioned, how they have been conditioned to behave, and then really trying to see how you can try your best to reach out to them. Um, and that's a lot. I don't think many teenagers are doing that. I yeah. think I think we're just mainly being reactive. Um, I, th- I think it's a very special teenagers who actually say, you know what, let me just calm down. Let me just try to see how I can approach this. I think they're upset because why are they upset, right? There's mm-hmm. this, 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 and this didn't happen. How can I remedy, uh, remedy uh, this so that they can actually feel like I'm on their side? Like I understand where you're coming from and now I'm on your side. I'm on your team. I'm not, I'm not you know, battling against you. Just, you, just, you know, we're on the same team and we're going to definitely make this better. Whatever it is. Yeah. And then little by little, you start doing that. And for negotiations, that's a really big thing. For any negotiation, once you make that connection, is is it's one of the first things you need to do in order to kind of get people to kind of move your you know um, your direction or kind of see things uh, from your point of view because you're not going to really empathize or it's going to be very difficult to empathize with somebody that you are mad at, uh, or angry with, right? So that's one of the things that hopefully we can kind of just one of the tips I would say, yeah, just try to make sure that the the mentality that your parents are, are in is, is conducive to, to listening because if they're upset or, you know, you know, you don't want to give your, 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 your parents some bad news when they're already really upset about something. Yeah. Um, you want to make sure that they are in that right sort of stage where they can listen and you could always pre, you know, uh, preface things by saying, preface things by saying, you know, this is where I am. This is what I'm thinking. And this is the news that I'm giving you or something like that. I don't know, but just kind of planning it out a little bit more would definitely play out. I don't know if that really helped a lot of teens. I think I may have confused a little bit more, but just as long as you make that conscious effort to understand your parents and work on that approach, I think that would be a really, really uh, big, uh, you know, um, step in getting to getting them to listen to you. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree a hundred percent. The I guess the only thing I would add on, which I think you touched on, was being like building that connection. You know, I feel like a lot of teens, like especially myself, uh, we just do our own thing, you know. We're trying to explore the world, figure out what's going on. Uh when we're in high school, we it's like the first time you're able to do it pretty much somewhat whatever you want. You know, you have a curfew or you know, you're supposed to be home at a certain time. But because of that, you're not really spending too much time in the household. So you may be upset and your parents just get the brunt of it, you know, even though it's been building up for so long and all your friends are aware of it. Uh, so I feel like maybe building that connection with your parents can also help you when it comes to leveraging what you want with your parents. 
So being around more, you know, maybe take a Saturday, help your parents clean or something, or take a Saturday and maybe like, oh, let's play something. Let's play Jackbox or do something, you know, especially in the quarantine. Now, now's the time to bond and make those relationships. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Use this time for, for your advantage if you're a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> No, seriously and it's a really nice thing you'll you might actually realize that it's your parents are, are great it's really awesome when you actually see your parents in a different context and i've actually experienced this um you know being here in, in the united states with my mom and you know we really didn't get along in the you know in the day-to-day -day, you know for the school and all that she was always telling me stuff when i was a teenager i was like no this is not like that you know and it was so different once we actually traveled uh, back to Peru to where um, my mom's family is. She completely changed because it, it, she was operating in a different context. She was, you know, behaving. Um, it was just a different environment. And that, you know, made her change into a different person almost. And someone that I could actually, um, that made it, made it easier for me to connect with. And it was amazing how like really nice memories came out of that trip just because of that. So if there's a way for you to change that context and Tristan is right. And maybe just maybe looking at or making some memories that are fun, all those things are there to help you connect. So absolutely use this time, you know, like you want to play, Oh no, you want to play this. You want to have fun. Definitely go in and do it. Challenge them to, you know, to have fun, to join, and they may realize also that, oh, my kid is freaking amazing. He's, you know, he's just ha having fun. It's cool. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's really cool. Yeah, I think he's, he's going to be okay when he gets older. He's going to be fine. So it's just kind of getting getting there and just letting them know that you're there, you know, just like they're they here, you know, for you, that you're there for them as well. And, and that connection is so, so important. I think you guys are going to be fine taking these, uh, taking these tips. And I'm sure there's a lot more. And I know uh, Tristan's going to be writing a quick little blog later on. That he's going to be putting on our website on communication during, you know, this times of COVID and uh, <laughs> incarceration. I mean, uh, quarantine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to be fun. So look out for that, and I'll uh, we'll drop off the link uh, in the description uh, of the podcast in case you want to check that out. Anyway, anything else before we move on to the next question? I think we hit some pretty good points. Beautiful. All right. So, what is the next question? What should I do after high school? Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that's that, That's the question. Yeah. Like, uh, what do you think? Well, what should I do after high school? I don't think there's a right answer, honestly. Um, I feel like it's definitely up to the individual themselves because everybody's different. Um, going to college might not be right for someone who doesn't really know what they want to do you know that's a big investment so maybe they need to take a year off maybe they need to find themselves or find what they really enjoy do some research uh i honestly think it depends on the individual but i would definitely say to keep reading and writing during this period of time because you don't want to lose your academic edge um at all it could be useful even outside of college uh, if you want to go to trade school. Um, I think, especially in New York City, that the emphasis on reading and writing isn't as high as it should be. Um, I feel like once those two really basic skills are mastered, 
then it'll be easier and education be more approachable for high school students. Because uh, I know so, like science and math, the hardest battle is just understanding what's on the paper in front of you. Um, but if you're used to, you know, reading and writing and you keep your endurance up, you won't give up as easily and be able to process it more. So I feel like that's what I would give. Like that's the advice I would give to somebody if they don't really want to go to college. Because like I said, there's plenty of things to do. You can tutor other high school kids. You can um, work and see what kind of jobs are around, you know? Maybe you need to experience that first job that's kind of poop. So you realize, oh, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. (laughs) Absolutely. And I think self-awareness is a really big part of this. Um, I think you really have to take an honest look at yourself and see what if you can, you know, because usually I have, people say, oh, follow your passion, follow your this thing. And I'm like, of course, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want to be able to do something that you love to do. But a lot of times kids, you know, in a bike, kids, you know, teenagers already kind of graduating high school may not know, may not know what their thing. They kind of like certain things, but they don't know if that's their passion. So what I would say is I, I agree with uh, Tristan. Definitely try out some things. Definitely go and uh, experience that maybe that first job, right? Mm-hmm. With that hopefully you'll be able to um uh, you know that that could possibly lead to other other opportunities but he is absolutely right the the reading and the writing um is absolutely key for anything that you do that will be a skill that you will not only have to carry but also develop in order for you to become uh effective at whatever you do and trying to find hopefully the joy in writing and in reading would be a, a key component and hopefully helping you along and, and helping you improve. Um, yeah, exactly. Not, not many, uh, you know, there are many things that you can say about college that are positive, mm-hmm. but there are also uh, points of view that look at it and say like, you know, um, I wish I didn't have to spend, you know, this much you know, time and debt and, you know, money that is, that I'm absolutely creating all this stuff. And some other people say, oh, thank God I went because the experience was great and everything was great. And I got to learn some stuff uh, that, it, uh, that is very valuable to me. Now, if you want to become a doctor, obviously, that's a specialized field. You're going to have to do this. You're going to have to go to college. You're going to have to really like, learn a few things in order for you to practice. Um, the same thing with like lawyers. But if let's say you wanted to become an electrician, you can obviously go to a trade school. You can do this. And it's amazing and a lot of the electricians that i know they make bank they make money and that, but at the end and this is this is honestly to god the truth if you are going to try something out if you if you really believe it's your passion if you want to really do it don't do it for the money do it because it honestly gives you joy it honestly gives you it makes you happy to do it there are a lot of people out there making a lot of money who are miserable uh, a lot of lawyers out there making, you know, six figures, sometimes seven, who just hate their lives. So don't be that person. Do it and do it for, I know you may have responsibilities and, and money really does help out. It's a need. I get it. I really do. But in the long run, your sanity, your mental health, those are the things that you would want to keep, uh, you know, with you. I, I do know, you know, someone that does make a lot of money, but, you know, his, wife pretty much left them kids already know him and it's one of those things that you have to average out like what's so you know is it was it worth all the money or could you have you know stayed with a job that maybe gave you five figures like high five figures let's say so you're happy and then um you know you're able to still have a life with you know the people that you love with your kids or 
no, and this is for somebody that's already a little bit older. Now he has like two houses that he's paying for. Yes, he has like, you know, other things, but he's not happy. So, you know, when it comes to success, how do you define it is what's important, right? So I would hope, honestly, that you try out a lot of things after high school. If you already have something that you want to do and you know that you want to do this, then go for it. Go for it 100%. Try the best, uh, you know, the best that you can to do it. But if you're not sure, then try out different things. Like Tristan said, take a year, okay? But definitely keep those skills up because you will always use your, uh, your writing, your reading, and communicating. It's huge. In any field that you're in, you will end up having to use those, uh, I would say, fundamental skills. So definitely go on with that. Do you have any uh, other advice or anything? any other thoughts surrounding this? Huh. I just had something in the tip of my tongue. Um, oh, yes. I was going to say that it's okay to not know what you want to do. Um, I don't know what I want to do, honestly, yet. And I am 23. <laughs> that doesn't change. You are super. Um, don't worry. Yeah, absolutely. If you don't know, yeah, go out, explore it. Do your thing. Mm-hmm. And don't don't be afraid to fail because uh, that is a lot. That's what holds a lot of people back is the idea that they're going to fail. Huge. Uh, just, you're going to. <laughs> like, you're going to fail. It's going to happen. But that's okay. Um, I always say this. I say, you can fail. It doesn't matter how many times you fail because you're never really going to lose if you don't give up. So it's your conviction, you know? you have to. That's why it's so important that you make sure that the choice that you make is yours because then it has more weight to it. Uh, I know a lot of, Maybe high school kids have like pressure from their families, especially if they're in low income families, um, to become doctors, to become nurses, to become, you know, uh, careers that require an incredible amount of school, you know, and time and rigor. That's a lot of pressure. Um, it's not, it's understandable, but it's also not fair to the student. But that's why, if that is what you really want to do, and that's, like what your goals are set on, then you'll have that will to push you through all the, the failure that, you know, that's going to happen. Um, so that's why I really wanted to stress that it has to be your idea because if it's yours, then you'll care about it more. Oh, absolutely, uh, man. absolutely. Yeah. Failure is crippling, man. Failure could be, could be an incentive, like one of the best incentives, obviously, but it could also be, uh, you know, just a, sorry about that. I'm actually next to my window. If you got to hear that, that car passing by, I apologize. Um, no, but it could definitely be uh, something that cripples you as a person in not even trying to do things, which is worse, man. It's worse. That inaction is, yeah, it will, will just hinder the rest of your life. And you will always just feel like, oh, I should have tried this. And now is the time. Like when you're young, like, you know, right out of high school, if you don't know what you want to do, no worries, man. And you and I know older people in their 30s and 40s that still don't know because they like so many things and they're trying them out. And guess what? They are super interesting and they're doing and they're, you know, trying their stuff out and moving some stuff out and, you know, and trying this and that. And they have different sources of income and they're happy in that, you know, in their own sort of personal uh, little managed chaos, which they love. Right. So that's them. If that's you, then great. If it's not, then you'll figure it out. No worries. The point is, Definitely go out there and try. 
go out there and try. And there are a lot of people that will, you know, because of the fear of sometimes your family, your parents saying like, you know, we all, you know, we don't have time for this. And it's, it's more about you. Like, you know, it's, it really is about you. Just honestly, what I would say is try to be hopefully, um, be, be smart about it. Just, you know, plan it out a little bit. Like if this is what you really want to try out, plan it out. Like, you know, be like, I'm going to do this, 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 and this. And that will honestly help you when you have to communicate this to your parents. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because it's, um, because if I were to say to my, you know, to, uh, you know, had to say I was like 18, just out of like, you know, a high school. And I would have gone to my parents and would have said like, okay, uh, mom, dad, I'm going to be an artist. All right, peace. And that's, you know, they would have like thrown me out the window. They would have been like, no, you're going back to this thing. No, you know? So if there is a, so let's say you do want to be an artist. That's fine. There's a lot of, you know, things an artist can do from working uh, on the business sense with marketing, with like design, working with like, uh, uh, you know, even a really cool job I think in, in design is, um, you know, those people that actually make the, the designs in uh, like Macy's or all those, like, you know, those the set designers or whatever. Yeah. That's a really, like, I actually met one and they love what they do. Like, it's like, this is amazing. I get to work with different things. I get to have your ideas put in. And I'm like, that's, yes, that's, you know, that's you. So that's great. I'm glad. So there are so many different things. So definitely research it. If you're interested in something, definitely go out there. If it's like photography or different things like that, go out there. And so when you actually communicate this, again, communicate this, right? Mm-hmm. If your parents say like, you know, this is something that I really would like to do. And this is why. It's my passion, this and this, and this is how I'm going to implement it. This is my plan. This is boom, 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 boom. And if at the end of that, you actually get them in, you know, on your side, that's a, 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 a source of support that you have that is key. Because having the people that are closest to you, your, you know, your family, your, um, your significant other, your partners, your friends behind you is, is a really nice thing to have whenever you're trying to go out there for, you know, trying to reach your goal. Cause they will actually come in and say like, you know, let's say you're a photographer and then, um, and this, and this is absolutely true. This actually happens that, um, you know, your parents will actually get jobs for you. They'll be like, Oh, you know what? Uh, your, your cousin's sister's getting, I mean, uh, your cousin's sister, I mean, your cousin's, uh, whatever is, uh, is getting married and they're looking for a photographer. And I told them that you have those services, but you'll be able to do that. So you'll be able to get a lot of these things through referrals. And I know that happens because I've heard many stories about that mm-hmm. actually. And the, and you're actually able to book some jobs through that. Uh, and then through that, you actually get to meet somebody else. They got, people get to see their work because you put, you post it online now, which is even better. You have your, like, your, and it's, you know, something that can definitely grow just having people be on your side. So um, if you are going to try something that it is, that you find is your passion, definitely come up with a plan. Definitely try something look at it as like uh, your, your own personal little path, you know, your little, your little business plan to actually move forward. So, and that not only shows maturity, but it shows that, you know, you are, you know what you're doing. So to a parent, um, that would almost be inspiring to be like, Oh my God, this, this kid is, is, is on point. I, I need to help him. He's like, you know, cause every parent wants their kid to succeed and be happy. I think. Um, so if there's a way to kind of really get them to be part of that dream with you, Amazing, man. So, yeah. And if you don't know, no worries. Try out. Go out there. Try out. I honestly believe that everybody should be at least, um, should at least try a job in the service industry because it, it gives you more empathy and how to, and it teaches you how to deal with people. So, like, if you want to be a waiter or if you want to work with, like, you know, <laughs> I honestly believe that. So, definitely try it out. If you don't, if you really have no clue, just go out there and get like a job at like Applebee's or something. I don't know. You'll get some good food, obviously, or whatever, or olive oil. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
Um, but, you know, but definitely try things out. If it's something related to the arts, definitely come up, explore it, see how people are making money in case that's a thing. Because to a lot of immigrant parents, it's like, how are you going to make money out of this mm-hmm. question, right? You're going to be that way. How are you going to get paid? Exactly. <laughs> and I go out there and, hey, I've been asked that, you know, with, through my parents, through some of the stuff that I wanted to do. But like I said, just definitely go out there, explore it. And you will be just fine as long as you are honest, as long as you are kind to people. Um, good things will happen, man. So, I mean, that's that's my little bit of advice. You have anything else before we close this out? Oh, I agree a hundred percent with what you said, Lewis. Uh, I guess I'd only add two things, <clears throat> and I think this we could everybody could work on this. Uh, when you choose what you want to do, or if you choose to do something, make sure you put your all into it. You know, make sure it's good, but you don't have to be the best. I feel like we have that mentality in my head that we need, when we do something, we need to be the best at it, right? That's impossible. <laughs> There's always going to be someone that's better than you. Um, and a lot of people strive for the ideal perfection too. But if you really think about it, remember I said that failure is a part of life. It's really important because you don't really learn anything from victories. You don't learn anything at all, really. The only thing you really know is I knew everything that I needed to know for this. That's why I, I won, right? Um, but through failure, you learn so much. You reevaluate your preferences. You reevaluate your strategies. You create new strategies. Um, it's just that whole process. So failure is a good thing. Um, and if you're the best, there's nowhere else to go. So it's kind of disheartening. So it's okay that you're not the best. Nobody's expecting you to be the best at whatever you decide to choose. But I will expect that you put your all into it. And that's really all that matters. Absolutely, man. Completely agree. Definitely. If you're going to go for it, go for it. Absolutely. And the failures, yeah. I mean, like I said before, they're, you know, failures are just, you know, they're just teachable moments. You know? mm-hmm. So be afraid to learn. So you'll be good. Um, absolutely, man. Thank you so much for uh, sharing this time with me. Yeah, thank and you so much for having me. <laughs> hopefully this works out well. If you have any questions, like I said, that you would like to ask, uh, you know, Two adults, one in the younger generation, one in the older generation. Please feel free to do so. Uh, and we will have some more answers for you next time. So thank you. Thank you again. Thank you so much, Tristan. Until next time. Until next time. <laughs> All right.